Who is Gil Cohen Magain? Other than being younger than me. So either I'm getting older or the speakers are getting younger, but it's happened. This is the second time it's happened we have a younger speaker. He's a photojournalist whose photographs have graced the front pages of some of the world's leading newspapers and magazines. I would bet that many, many of you have seen his photographs and didn't know that he's taken it. But now when you see photographs in the paper, you'll look at the little line and you'll see if it's, if it's Gil. He has a portfolio that ranges from the most violent scenes of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict to the closed world of ultra-Orthodox Hasidim. Um, and since 2001, he's been working on a series of photo essays in the ultra-Orthodox communities in, in Jerusalem. And that's what we're going to learn about today. He's been given exclusive access to observe and photograph the religious and cultural rights of these closed communities, ceremonies that have never been photographed before and have never been shown to the outside world. He's a graduate of Hadassah College of Jerusalem's photography program. He spent 10 years working with, with uh, Reuters. Um, and he was born, as I said, in 19, he's younger than I am, 1971. <laughs> he lives in Modi'in in Israel. And I gave you all his website, so actually you can see other photographs, uh, including the political photographs, if you'd like, at another time. Who are you working for these days, by the way? Haaretz. Uh, Haaretz. Okay. He said Haaretz, and he's a CSP freelance photographer as well, so we're very happy to have him. With that, I'm going to hand over the mic to you. Thank you very much for coming to Orange County. Sorry about the rain. It's usually sunny here. Anyway, welcome. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here, to be a guest here. And I have only one hour and I, you know, my lecture, uh, there is a lot of picture and it will be very hard, but uh, it's okay. This is uh, important that I will uh, just uh, speak about myself around five, ten minutes to just uh, explain how you uh, did it and how you get in this uh, uh, Hasidic Kurds. Uh, because I'm a secular, and a lot of uh, times uh, when they invite me to lecture in Israel, they thought that uh, one of the rabbi will arrive, you know, Cohen Magan, it looks like a rabbi. But I'm not a rabbi, I'm just Gil Cohen Magan. And uh, I uh, work for Reuters uh, since, uh, since 2000. Uh, after my college, after I finished my college in uh, 1998, I decided to, to be a photojournalist. It's a very hard decision, you know, in Israel, it's a very tough place, very hard place. And uh, I decided that I'm going to, uh, to be a photojournalist. I started with the Yediota Choronot newspaper. I'm sure you heard about Yediota Choronot. It's a very famous uh, in Israel uh, newspaper. And uh, after a while, I just became a freelancer. And then uh, it was in 2000, in suddenly in one day, uh, the second intifada uh, break out, and uh, I found myself in uh, in Jerusalem, a uh, base in Jerusalem. Uh, run everywhere, explosion, terror attacks, uh, funerals, a lot of things happened in Jerusalem. And it was the first time that I'm covering a kind of a war and terror uh, attacks. It's uh, it was very hard. And uh, I found myself uh, selling a uh, uh, sell picture to the agencies. Uh, I'm talking about agencies. It's, I'm sure you heard about them. AFP, uh, Reuters, AP, uh, international agencies, and also news, uh, international newspapers and magazines. And after a few months, uh, Reuters uh, just uh, offered me a, a job in uh, Israel. They look for, they search for Israeli photographer. Um, and I uh, for sure agree to, to, be, to take this job because it's a 
to be in Reuters. It's very a professional place, and uh, and uh, don't ask me why. It was uh, I'm the first Israeli photographer in Reuters. Don't ask me why. <laughs> before before it was only a foreigner photographer in Israel, and also in the territories. A Palestinian photographer, and then they they recognize immediately that they they can't cover the Israeli side in, during the Intifada, the second Intifada, and then they uh, just search for Israeli photographer, and, and they took two Israeli photographer, and, and I'm one of them, and uh, I cover all the all what happened in Israel. It was very hard, uh, you know, wars and uh, a lot of operation, army operation. And um, and after a, a, around a year, when I'm working in Reuters, uh, my chief photographers ask me if I can uh, start um, cover the Jewish traditionals. I told him that I will be happy because it's the first time that I'm not uh, going to the hardcore of the news. I'm doing daily life, and uh, for me it was uh, pleasant and happy uh, just to go to to do something uh, different. And uh, to shoot picture of the, the Jewish traditional in Israel, uh, I decided to go to Masharim because uh, to go to uh, I don't know other neighborhoods like if someone know Betakeren, Kiryat Yovel, Malcha, other neighborhood, you can't find something because it's a it's a secular neighborhood. It's very hard. And in the street in Masharim, you can find Agalat Kelim, you can find uh, you know Kaparot, you can find uh, Hanukkah, you see the Hanukkiot. Uh, in the windows and on the streets, everywhere, and also Sukkot, it's uh, it's more easy to shoot pictures there. But I didn't know that it will be very hard, because they don't they don't like uh, photographers. You see the sign here in Hebrew, forbidden to take picture. Lo letzalem, don't take picture. Okay, and this I will arrive to this picture, and uh, then uh, I you know I walk in Masharim, I uh, shoot pictures. Before the, holy, the Jewish holiday, Rosh Hashanah, Kippur, Sukkot, uh, Passover, all the uh, Jewish holidays, and I published the picture, and uh, I, I saw immediately that the clients, there is a lot of clients all over the world, they are using the picture, they like the picture, and uh, and my uh, chief photographer told me, listen, Gilly, it's amazing, it's the first time I think in Reuters that someone published picture about the ultra orthodox Hasidic. They are, what they are doing, I need to explain, to, to write a caption. And, uh, and he encouraged me to go more and more. And uh, for me, it was very interesting because, uh, you know, I, I born in Jerusalem and I didn't know what they are doing because I, they are my, neighbor, my neighbors. And, and it's the first time that I'm, I see what they are doing before Passover and before Rosh Hashanah. And I, I just start to investigate, to learn, to just open uh, books and to learn about the Hasidim, about what they are doing, when it starts, who is the Baal Shem Tov, and all these kind of uh, things. And uh, I publish more and more pictures. And uh, after a while, I recognize that I need, uh, that it's very hard to take pictures, that I need a connection uh, in, inside the communities. And it was very hard. And uh, after six months, around six months, I found a, a group of uh, teenagers uh, that decided that they will help me. Because I gave them a picture, I showed them my picture, and they, see that they saw that my picture is not so bad, because I, I'm looking for the other side, for the bright side of them. I'm not looking for, uh, you know, something bad 
And uh, because most of the journalists arrive to Mea Sharim just to get to bring a scoop about them, if it's uh, about a demonstration they're going to do or about the, uh, a lot of things that they publish about uh, about the Orthodox in Mea Sharim or in in, in Israel. And uh, I found uh, this group and they uh, started to help me. Uh, they give me a lot of details and information. They invite me and uh, I publish uh, uh, the pictures and uh, uh, also I saw that it's uh, a good feedback from all over the world. And, uh, and one day uh, I met them in Mea Sharim after a few months that we are, uh, we are friends. And they said to me, listen, Gilly, we, we, there is a problem, a huge problem. Uh, uh, the, you know, you publish your picture, and the, uh, your picture we didn't know. It's uh, inside the ultra-Orthodox uh, newspaper. It's like a mishpacha, modia, if you heard about this newspaper, a keila. It's a newspaper that belongs to the uh, ultra-Orthodox. And I told them, listen, they are also clients of Reuters. What can I do? And said, yes, but we didn't recognize this, and the people ask from us that uh, uh, that's to cut the con the contract between me uh, between us and you and uh, you know there is a mishmeret at Sniut, it's the uh, modest uh, uh, place here that they are carry that it will be big wall between the se uh, the, se uh, the secular and the orthodox and I told them listen I, I want to be in touch with you with this group because you helped me and they said okay if you want to be in touch with us you need to change something. I said, okay, what I need to change? They said, listen, it's not so easy, but think about this. You arrive with your secular dress, okay, with jeans and t-shirt, with color. Okay, you put kippah, small kippah, kippah sruga. Kippah sruga, it's, you know, it's a secular. Kippah sruga is a small kippah, yeah? Like Ari. It's for, for, them, for them, it's secular. And you need to change your dress. I said, okay, what I need to do? You need to change for black and white. <laughs> it's very simple, black and white, shirt and uh, a vest and, and maybe a little bit beer and <laughs> maybe a black kippah. And I, I told them, listen, I don't know if I can do it because I'm, I'm not a detective, I'm a photojournalist. I, I don't think Reuters will uh, agree that, to do it. And they said, okay, think about this. And the second thing, that's your cameras, your equipment. You, you arrive with on your shoulders, uh, two cameras, huge, professional. They fret from this equipment. Just put it in a backpack or arrive with a small camera with a pocket. <laughs> I told them, listen, I don't know what I will do. Maybe I will go to Tel Aviv. I will shoot a fashion show. It's maybe also daily life <laughs> in Israel. And then I thought about this, and I decided that I will go with this. What can I lose? Okay. I just went somewhere, I buy, uh, they told me where I can buy uh, black and white, you know, it's not so uh, expensive. And uh, I stopped to shave, I just uh, grow a little bit beer, a little bit, don't think that I'm a rabbi, <laughs> a little bit. And uh, I put a black kippah, a black kippah, huge kippah, okay? And uh, I, I look on myself on the mirror in the first time, and my wife saw me, and in the same year, we just got married. And then she told me, I knew. So, yeah, I knew you became religious. I knew. I told her, what? You are always in Yashar. Okay, what you respect. You respect them. Okay, they respect you. And now you are going to pray all the day. I told her, listen, I'm not. Don't worry. It's only a custom. Don't worry. Say, okay, we will see. We will see. But don't worry. 
it's, uh, it's okay, we have three children and everything okay. And then I arrived and the first time I met them and then they said to me, listen Gilly, now be careful. They asked me and they was very happy, be careful. I said, what? They said, if people, will, now people will start talk with you, don't tell them that you are belong to any community, Toldot Aaron, Avraham Yitzchak, Satmer, Vizhnit. I said to them, okay, who I belong? Said, no, you are not belong to anyone. You are Mitchazek. Mitchazek, it's one guy that became a, a religious. He was a secular. He is Choser Betshuva. Okay, you are now Choser Betshuva. In Hebrew, it's you are coming to be a religious, and they will not ask you a question about your uh, your past. Okay, don't worry about this. And in the same day, I arrived to Mea Sharim. We just walked inside, and I saw immediately in one second that's all 100 gates open to me. Mea Sharim, it's 100 gates, okay? It's open to me. I start to walk to inside the synagogue, yeshiva, inside the, you know, the apartment. They invite me, people talk with me, and I saw that it's amazing. That's a, a, they, that I'm a, part, of the, a, part of them, I'm inside. Uh, I'm not a, you know, I take sometimes my camera out, I shoot few pictures, and I start to do a, a project about them. I publish sometimes the pictures, but after two years I decide that I'm doing a huge project about them, and I don't know what it will be, but it will be maybe exhibition or a book, and I'm not going to publish all the, the pictures in Reuters, because if I publish it belongs to Reuters, because I did it in my private time after a while. Uh, and uh, after 10 years, since 2001 till 2011, four months ago, I published this book that you uh, saw now. And um, uh, it was my pleasure to do this uh, project, and I'm happy that I did it. It's the first time in Israel that someone published a book with the, uh, with the other side. That you are show the color of them, you show uh, the daily life. This is the reason that's also the book in color and not in black and white because they are always black and white in black and white. Uh, yes, they were black and white. And okay, now we can see the picture. I will explain about the picture and uh, just we run. And, uh, and in the end, it will be a time for a question. Is it possible to turn off the light yeah. here? Yeah, will you turn the lights up? Okay, it's better. Uh, yeah, we start with the kaparot before uh, Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur fast, in uh, Tishrei. Uh, what's the, what's the, you can see here, it's uh, two days before uh, Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur fast. It, it's a couple, Jewish ultra-Orthodox couple. He takes the chicken and swing the chicken behind his uh, wife, and this is a mitzvah to do a kaparot. Uh, you heard about kaparot, yes? I don't need to explain what they believe. We, all of us believe that all the sins, the ritual sins, we are just moved to the a chicken, and then they slaughter the chicken, and this is what, uh, this is the, uh, what uh, they are using uh, before, doing before uh, uh, Yom Kippur. Why I, I choose this picture? Because I, it was very hard to decide which picture I will put in my project, in my book, because it's every year kaparot, okay? But here, it's from 2003. I like the chicken, that it looks like she's, the chicken's also ready the bracha. You can see, it's also ready the bracha. And also, you see the jacket of this woman, 
It's the part, the head of the chicken looks like it's part of the jacket, yeah. you see? And also I like the triangle ear, the triangle ear of the head, the triangle ear, and also all these triangle, a lot of triangles in these pictures. And a, a daughter looks also for uh, the chicken a few seconds before the slaughter. Yeah, this also Kaparot, Masha Arim, also two days before Yom Kippur. And where is my focus here? Where is my focus? The three men, no. The boy, yes. There is a, the boy. You see the boy is in the middle? Why I choose this boy? Because I don't know if you know, but the ultra-orthodox families are not uh, holding in their homes uh, dogs or cat. You know this. Yeah? It's against the, the Torah, the halacha. They don't have cat or dogs. And usually what they, uh, they are doing before uh, Kippur, a lot of uh, families are shy to do it in the street, the kaparot, okay? And they prefer to do it in their homes. And they took all the chickens to their homes. And then they are doing in their homes, but the children play with the chicken. They have an animal in the house. They play around 12 hours, 6 hours, and in the morning, most of the time in the morning, you can see the, uh, uh, the children walking with the chickens to the slaughter. They're holding the chicken and going to the slaughter, and you see the face, the traumatic yeah. face of him, how he looks. And he arrives, the chicken belongs to him. This is the reason that he looks like, what is doing to my chicken? <laughs> And they also, you can see yeah. the faces of them also. Uh, the last day before uh, Kippur, it's in the morning, few hours before Kippur, the uh, slaughter uh, places open all the night. Why, and a lot of uh, Orthodox arrive in the last night. Why they arrive in the last night? Because they believe that if they will go in the last night, they can take the, uh, the slaughter uh, chicken to their homes and then they cook it for the last meal. Okay? And they heat it in the last meal in Awuham of Seket. And uh, this is the mitzvah, to eat the chicken that they use to do a kaparot. And part of them put the chickens in a, another room and then they take it for a, a poor people. This also a mitzvah to give the chickens to poor people and they bring it before Kippur. Around 9 o'clock you can see special people that arrive with the car, they put box near the doors of few uh, poor uh, families and just knock on the door and run. This is called in Hebrew Matan Baseter, to give, this for, to, uh, to give a, a present without a... Anonymous. Yes, anonymous, yeah. What is it? Okay, Absher, okay. This is, this is in Uman, Ukraine. Breslev Hasidut, you heard about Breslev? Breslev Hasidut, they are going to Uman every year to Rosh Hashanah, to Jewish New Year, and they celebrate in Uman, Ukraine, the Rosh Hashanah. Oh, last year, 60,000 people from Israel, from Breslev, went to Uman, and it's only the men. Only the men just leave, left their families in Israel and going to Uman. And what you see here, it's two hours before, before Rosh Hashanah, around three o'clock. There is few barbers, okay? It's local barbers, okay? It's a going, okay? Arrived near the, the, near the tomb of Rabbi Nachman from Breslev, and they put chairs, small chairs, and they start uh, doing haircut to everyone. And you can see, in a uh, in few minutes, a long line of people that's waiting to do a haircut. 
And uh, one of the teenagers, I asked him, why are you doing this today? You just arrived from Israel yesterday, day before yesterday, today. Why in the last minute? He said, oh, it's a big mitzvah to do it just before Rosh Hashanah to become to Rosh Hashanah with new aircraft. This is the mitzvah. And then I told him, okay, I didn't know about this. It's uh, very weird. And then he said, I will tell you the truth. It's more cheaper to take aircraft <laughs> <laughs> What he's doing, it's also in Uman. He's going to somewhere. Where is he going? Mikveh. To Mikveh, yeah, you see the tower. But which Mikveh? Under the sky, to the lake. He's going to the lake to do a ritual uh, bath there, to do Tvila, okay? And uh, I, I just uh, bumped, uh, uh, bumped into him and, in, you know, in the middle of the street. I saw that he's with a towel. I asked him if I can follow him and uh, to take picture of him in the lake when he's doing the ritual bath. And he told me, no problem. You can take when I'm inside the water, take any pictures that you want. And then I walk with him. And after uh, uh, five minutes, we arrived for, uh, to the field with the flowers. And then he took one of his flowers, put it in the air. And then he said to me, shoot, shoot picture, shoot, now, now, I want a picture. I told him, what is this flower? He said, I don't look like the children's flower. I told him, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you look exactly like them, because it became tshuva, uchazar be tshuva, it became religious. Yeah, <laughs> it was a secular. This also in Uman, they are going to the synagogue five minutes before Rosh Hashanah, I can take a picture and uh, they are dressing with the kaftan, the kittel, in, uh, in Yiddish. It's a white uh, robe, you see, it's different because the, uh, usually they are in black, okay? And now they are with white, they're uh, using this in Rosh Hashanah, in Sukkot, in Kippur, in Passover, and also with the streimel, you see the streimel? And it's from a fox, it's very uh, expensive. Uh, one of these uh, uh, streimel can cost a lot of $5,000, one, yeah. And you will get it, they will get it from the bride side during the wedding, before the wedding, okay? She need to be rich. Yeah, this is also in Uman. It's not the same guy that you saw with the flower. It's another guy, he's in Uman, and he's doing the ritual bath. Why is mouth open? It's cold, yes, it's cold around the, one degree Celsius, two raining outside. I'm with the coat, it's very cold outside, and he's doing the ritual bath and he's shouting to the air. It's amazing to see this. And when he went out, I asked him, Listen, why you are you doing this here? You can go indoor, mikveh indoor, it's nice, you can take a shower after. <laughs> Say, No, here it's cool, it's you know, natural under the sky. And I told him, But it's cold, you are freezing. He said, No, it's not cold. Come here in Hanukkah, and then you will see what's going on. I told him, you arrived in Hanukkah? Yes, I arrived also in Hanukkah. And in Hanukkah, what's going on in the lake? All the lake is covered from, with ice. And then we are doing a small hole and jumping inside and doing the robust. I told him, wow, it's amazing. And say, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. But I told him, why, why it's good? Say, when you are doing this in the ice, then you're shouting. And if you're shouting in the ice, the God hear you very well, okay? <laughs> this is the reason. And when he went out, he told me, listen, Gilly, if you are going inside, for, for inside the freezing water around five minutes, you take out around five kilograms. <laughs> if, you have a, if you need diet, come here in Hanukkah. 
come back to came back to Israel. What is it? Tashlich, yeah, Tashlich, but it's a different Tashlich. It's unusual Tashlich. What is Tashlich? All the people know what is Tashlich. Yeah, they they just going to uh, the sea or a spring water. They throwing all the ritual thing, things to the water. This is happening. Uh, most of the most of the places in Israel are doing this in uh, in the second day of Rosh Hashanah. But the Orthodox communities doing this between Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur, Ben Kesel Asor in Hebrew, this the ten days, Aseret Ayamim Anurei, the ten days that they are doing this, and this community called Nadvorne, Nadvorne, they are from Brnebrak. Brnebrak is also a, a huge city with a lot of Orthodox, and this is the Admor. Admor is the big rabbi, and he is doing this in the last few years. He changed it because most of the time. Around 50 years, he went to the sea with all his community to do it in the sea. But he decided to change it five years ago. What he changed? He decided that he's older, he's more than 80, 75, 80, and he's a little bit sick. And he decides that he wants to change it because he told to his family that he went to the sea around 50 years. Okay, and he's throwing all his sins to the fish, and he never saw how the fish eat his sins. <laughs> and then he decided to change it to bring a pool, to buy a few fish, to put the fish in his yard, and then he can see for sure that they eat all his sins. And I asked them, what are they doing with the fish after the, the touch? They said, oh, this is the good question. We are doing huge barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Different Hasidut, it's called Sadigura. They are also from Nebrak, and they are more uh, modest. You see, small three fish only, small uh, uh, pool. This is the rabbi. You see, taking things and throwing to the uh, to the pool. And they uh, they stand and, uh, and sit here. It's called uh, um, parenches in Yiddish. Parenches is mean like a stadium. Okay, they sit and also stood in the. Uh, uh, in the stadium. It, in Yiddish, it's called parenches. What they are doing here? Malkot. You heard about Malkot? Someone heard about Malkot? No. What is Malkot? Just, yes. Someone, yeah. Okay. The, how you say it in English? Lashes. Lashing. Okay. Okay. What? Eating, yeah. What they are usually doing here is just two hours before Kippur, okay, before Aruham of Sekir, before last meal. What they are doing, one of the rabbi, not the big rabbi, only one of the rabbis that belong to Lal of Hasidut in Bet Shemesh, this is Bet Shemesh, he took his belt, okay, and give 39 eats to, uh, to the guy that's born here, okay? It's not a serious eat, it's not only ritual, it's uh, just very, very small, I did it few times. <laughs> with them during uh, before Kippur, and uh, when he did it, he just uh, read uh, one of the sentences that uh, uh, he took from Tehillim. Rahum uh, Avon. This is this sentence built from uh, uh, 13 uh, uh, words, and this is the reason that he give three times each shoulders three uh, and uh, about 13. It's 39. Okay, you understand? No. Three times, 13, okay? 
This is because the, the, the sentence built for 13 uh, words, okay? Three times, 13 is 39. This is the reason that he gives 39 hits, okay, on his back. And why these uh, children can't uh, uh, do it? And they look on the side because they are young and they can do it maybe around 15 or 16. It's not mean that after the bar mitzvah they can do it. Only around 15 or 16. And they look how they do it. Just a few minutes before our of second last meal. Same Hasidut, it's the same Lalov, okay? This is the Admor, and what he's doing here is give them Lekech. You know what is Lekech? Honey Someone? Honeycake, honey honey yes, honeycake. Honey Just before uh, uh, the last meal, Aruham of Seket, he, he, he need to give everyone a honeycake, you see? And he bless him. All the men and all the children in the Hasidut, uh, uh, they just waiting for uh, uh, for his bless, and they are going inside to the last meal. Yeah. This is the Admor. Tordos Aaron. Someone heard about Tordos Aaron? Tordos Aaron. It's a it's a Hasidut that sit in Measharim. They are uh, anti-Zionist. They are very famous in Israel. Because they are very tough, they are special ceremonies, they are a, a close, and the part of them, around five, six from them, belong to Neture Karta. Neture Karta, it's a group that's a very extremist, okay? And they are also very extremist, but uh, they don't like to take a picture. It's uh, forbidden to take picture in their Hasidut, they are more against picture, and the rabbi. And you, when you saw the sign, Lolet Salem, in Hebrew, and forbidden to take picture, it was in, in uh, this Hasidut. And I like this Hasidut because all the pictures are very authentic, because they don't like to take a picture. I mean, it's not allowed to take a picture. And my connection, my tippers, tippers is the teenagers that helped me, was from this Hasidut, okay? And they helped me a lot. And here also they took me during Sukkot with the four pieces. Uh, to, uh, to the special prayer here. Every day they pray from 7 o'clock to, uh, uh, to 1 o'clock. Five hours prayer. Uh, they stood on the parenches, like the stadium. The, uh, the women sit here. You can't see the women because one side, it's a mirror. When the men look to the women, it's a mirror. When the women look to the men, it's a regular glass, okay? Uh, this is the reason that you can't see anything. And uh, I just arrived there, uh, they organized me a place in, on the parenches. I shoot few, uh, a few seconds and after they, for sure, they attacked me and they took me a few uh, things, uh, my lens and everything. But after a after few weeks, they bring me back all my equipment and I gave them a picture. We are in, in, from these days, we are friends and uh, I gave them a big print of, of these pictures that you see. And I, I asked them in the end, why you attack me? Because I'm not using flesh, I'm just stood, uh, you know, with a nice uh, dress and uh, I hide my camera. And they say, you did a huge mistake. I said, what? You just forgot your prayer show, your talit. <laughs> this is a kafot shniot. You know what is a kafot shniot? It's the they dancing with the Torah, they celebrate with the Torah after Sukkot, okay? Uh, with the Torah scroll, all of them dancing during the night, and this is a, a, a Hasidic uh, dance. It's uh, in Breslev Hasidut, in the, in the middle of the night, 
It's a, it's a, I like this picture, I published this picture and I got a word in this picture. Yes, we arrived to the first picture and I, now I will explain. This is in Toldos Aaron, okay? Toldos Aaron Hasidut, uh, they are uh, also do, doing the Akafot Shnion, they celebrate the Torah after, uh, uh, during Simchat Torah. The Akafot Shniot, it means it's after Simchat Torah, day after they also celebrate, okay, after Simchat Torah. And then I can take a picture, because in Simchat Torah, you can take a picture. And what's going on, it's a special uh, event, that's the last, uh, the, the last round, there is a seven round when they are dancing with the Torah. The last round, only the rabbi, the Admor, dance alone with the, his Torah scroll, his private Torah scroll, and he's cover his face with the prayer shawl, with the talit, okay? As he is around 75, 80, and he is dancing around 40 minutes without seeing anything. He's dancing and dancing and dancing, and sometimes he falls down because it's very hard, and they push him to the middle. And it's amazing to see this, and I, and I wait around six hours to take this picture because you need to find a place in the parenches, in the stadium. You see the watch here, it's a quarter after 12, midnight, okay? I arrive at 6 o'clock in the evening just to take a place, like a Super Bowl, okay? <laughs> <laughs> like this. I arrive and then I stood there around 6 hours, it was very hard for me to do. I told you the truth in the army it wasn't like this, I told you the truth. And they push and push, and, and after six hours, I took out my, one of my cameras, I hide one of my cameras here, and they shoot around five seconds, and I just jump. They push me, and I jump from the parenches, it's around five meters high. It's very hard, but I was ready that someone, someone, something will happen to me. And I ran out from the, uh, the Hasidut, and after, uh, in the morning, they called me, my, my tippers, they asked me, Gilly, everything okay? Because in, suddenly you disappear. I told them, yeah, yes, everything okay. And they said, there is a picture, do you have a picture? I said, only one picture, sharp. And they said, okay, my, our Admor want one picture. <laughs> our rabbi, okay? This is in Toldot Avram Yitzchak. Toldot Avram Yitzchak is another Hasidut that belonged to Doldos Aaron. In 1996, the huge, uh, the, 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 the Admor that's belonged to Toldos uh, died, and he gave his Hasidut to his son, okay, to his sons, and then, then they didn't decide who will take the just, uh, you know, uh, fight, who will take the Hasidut, and they decide to separate, and they built new Hasidut, one of the, his sons took is the new Hasidut, Toldot Avram Yitzchak, and the, and the other son took the, uh, the old Hasidut, Toldot Aaron, and they live together, not together, but near, uh, they are neighbors, but they are not talking, they are fighting, until these days, it's around 15 years later, okay? Uh, they are not doing Shiduch, Shiduch it's a, you know, uh, between the, uh, the matchmaker, yeah? And here what you can see is in Sukkot, they are uh, dancing around, uh, all day. Every evening they are dancing from 8 o'clock to 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. And uh, if people are understanding photography, uh, th this is a long exposure, around uh, 3 seconds, uh, that you can see the people dancing and also the people that stood on the branches. Okay?
Fourth piece is market in Masharim. He's checking the he's checking the citron, the etrog. I don't think I need to talk so much about this picture. He's just checking. What he is doing here? Pushing. What is it? Someone know? Someone can tell me what is it? They found, you know, uh, if you were believing to the halacha, uh, they found graves when they uh, built a new road in Israel, in northern Israel, road number six, okay, in the north. And then they found graves. Uh, and you know, if you uh, believe to the halacha, uh, you can't move the graves. And uh, the government decided to move the graves, and then huge clashes between uh, the Orthodox and to the, the police every day around the month. And one of the clashes, one day uh, in the middle of the clashes, I saw one of the guys on the Hasidic just ran out to the one of the valley. I follow him and I saw that he just uh, stood and pushed one of the bulldozers. You see the driver here? There is a driver. The, the bulldozer works. He's, uh, he's working just and then he pushed him and they stopped the, uh, uh, the working there, the construction there and they arrest him for sure. And uh, after a while, after uh, around three months, uh, uh, the Eichert in Israel decide to, uh, uh, to change the road and, uh, and just to build a new road and, don't, and uh, they can't touch the graves. This is something unusual in Israel that uh, they uh, uh, succeeded to, uh, with their demonstration. And I published these pictures and I got the word in this uh, picture. And they like also the picture, the Haredim like the picture, they said that it looks like uh, David and Goliath. <laughs> David and Goliath, yeah. <laughs> it's also during the clashes, you see one of the guys under the police horsemen during the clashes is uh, just fall down a few minutes before he's just throwing stones to the police and they arrest him. Uh, huge cl uh, clashes there. And you can see that when he fall down, he's he just holding his heart. It's very hard. I tell you the truth. It's hard. This is during Hanukkah. The Krechnev Hasidut, the Admor, the rabbi, just play violin in the first, uh, when he's lighting the first candle in Hanukkah in his house. It's very hard to get this picture. It took me five years just to find the one uh, uh, admiral that's playing a, a, a violin because it's only four or five admirals in Israel that's doing uh, this, that's playing violin in Hanukkah. It's uh, like a traditional. And uh, it's something very uh, nice and amazing to see how he's, uh, how he's uh, playing. And in this room, all the women sit in this room. This is the reason that he's playing to uh, this side. And he knows that I'm standing in, uh, in his back. This is the reason that he put his uh, back uh, on me. Okay? And this is a, his granddaughter. Okay? And uh, after a year, he invites me every year to listen to him when he's uh, playing violin. And this is a year later. You can see his house. Only, they, only his family can get inside. And they, he gave me his permission to shoot pictures. And every year he invites me for the first candle. He is lighting. He is the, playing violin only in the first candle and the fifth candle. Twice a, a, a year. Okay? Twice, during the Hanukkah, twice. I shoot a picture the last two years. I try to found a woman. 
because it's very, you know the problem with the women, the exclusion women in Israel, and uh, I decided that I want to also publish pictures with women because they are part of the Orthodox, uh, and uh, just daily life, one of the teenagers walking in the street in Mea Sha'arim, in Bateon Garin, if someone heard about Bateon Garin, it's part of Mea Sha'arim, it's very uh, old uh, place. This is also a, a girl that's looking for the uh, women's section. She, she did the haul, or someone did it, I don't know who, and she looks for the men's side. Mm -hmm. uh, it looks very unusual. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, she wants to see what the men's doing. This is during Tashlich. They are doing Tashlich in the yeshiva, in the Hasidut, and she wants to look, to see. It's normal. They also. It's a wedding. It's a wedding during the chuppah, okay? They I arrived. This is Shomre Emunim Hasidut. It's in Mea Sha'arim. Uh, what they are doing, they, in the beginning it was small hall, and then it <laughs> get big and bigger, and another hall you can see here, and then another hall, and then you can see a head going out. And then huge and huge, and what I see is that the grandmother controlled this, because if it <laughs> Because they, they can't do it, you know, the, uh, the girls. And also you can see the shoes and the socks, same shoes and same socks uh, during the wedding. And I don't know if this family, I just heard that there is a chuppah. I went to the wedding and I found it, I, and I put my focus, my points on the women's section. This also a, a wedding. Uh, this is before mitzvah dance. Mitzvah dance in Yiddish, in English, it's mitzvah dance. What's go, uh, usually go, uh, going in the mitzvah dance? In the end of the wedding, around midnight, the Hasidic, uh, uh, all, the, all the audience going home, and the parts that belong to the groom and the bride stay. It's only the family stay, and they are going to dance in front of the uh, bride. This is something unusual. Because you can see together men and women together. They are dancing, they open the separation, and then you can see the both sides. And something very nice that I like, and, they, and this is in Toldo Saron. In Toldo Saron, I told you it's against the law, it's uh, uh, forbidden to take pictures, also in wedding. They don't using pictures in wedding, no video, nothing. And this is in Toldo Saron. Someone can explain me who is this groom, how it belongs to me. Do you understand my one question? This guy, yes, one, one of my tippers. Yeah. yeah, one of my tippers. When I met him, he was around 14, and he arrived to, to 19. And then he called me, Gilly, I'm going to marry. Just come to my uh, wedding. I told him, oh, congratulations, you are married. You are young. Say, yeah, yeah, I'm young, but you know, here we are. Did a good shiduch, good, mat, good uh, matchmaker, and uh, I arrived. And I, I, you know, I was very um, exciting to to be in this. Uh, it's the first time that I'm covering a, a wedding in the Total uh, Saron Hasidut. And I took my cameras, and they arrived uh, near me. A few people said, hey, "Gilly, be careful! You know us. We are not taking a picture. Just sit, eat something, drink. Take take your camera out." Okay, I sit after a few second, a few minutes. Uh, Friedman. He's the groom, okay? He arrived near me and then he uh, uh, signed to me that I need to go with him out. I went with him out of the hall and then he uh, told me, listen, Gilly, 
you arrived with cameras, no? Told him yes. And he said to me, why are you not shooting picture? <laughs> Told him because the uh, people, uh, your friends asking me that it's uh, forbidden to take pictures and I don't want uh, you know, to uh, do a big mass here on wedding because they attack me. Don't worry, you can take a picture, don't worry, it will be okay. I told him, listen, I'm not going to take a picture. I'm not going to take a picture. Now, 12 o'clock at midnight, I don't want that they will destroy my equipment, they will uh, also will kill me. They said, don't worry, don't worry, it will be okay. It's the first time that you are in our wedding? I told him, yes, it's the first time. So, okay, you need to listen to me now. I'm, I'm in this day, I'm the king, and I, smiles that he is drunk. Yeah, he's drunk. I told him, okay, what does it mean you are the, you are the king? I said, I'm the king of one day. I decide for everything here, okay? I, to, I decide to uh, invite you to my wedding. And you bring me uh, your respect. You arrive to my wedding. You arrive with your cameras. Nobody told you to, to bring your cameras. The one guy that decides to bring your cameras is the God. And if God decided to bring your cameras, really, you need to shoot picture. I told him, okay, okay, you are drunk. Just leave me alone, I'm going home. He said to me, okay, come, come with me. Push me inside the hall. And then I, I went to my back just to take out to go home. And then he took a chair. He put his chair near the bride. And the bride saw that something unusual. He took, a, a, he took off a... Her, um, veil, her veil, and then he starts shouting, Gilly can take picture, Gilly can take picture, in Hebrew and in Yiddish. And I, you know, I stood like, uh, didn't know what to do. And then all the audience look at me, you know, I just took out my cameras and start shooting pictures. Nobody talked with me. I, they shoot all the wedding, all the mitzvah dance. It was great. And I asked him, what is this blue hat during the wedding? This is a few minutes before it starts. He said to me, if uh, the wedding uh, fall in Adar, Adar is the same uh, month in Purim, the children need to be to arrive with a little bit costume. And this is the reason that they arrive with a hat, a blue hat. And I will tell you a few more things about Friedman. I met him, I met him, uh, uh, long time ago, and when he was around 17, okay, 16, 17, he met me in Mashari one day, and then he told me, I want to show you something. I told him, okay, what do you want to show me? I want to show you something, but don't tell to anyone. I told him, okay, we're just walking together, and, uh, and we arrive for a field, you know, and then we see a sukkah from a wood, you know. You, sukkah in Mashari, you know what is sukkah? Yeah. Sukkah, yeah, sukkah. It's, uh, it wasn't Sukkot, but he showed me this is Sukkot, this belongs to me. I want to show you something. I told him, what is it? So you will come, you will see. We arrived to the Sukkot, I opened the, uh, with the key the Sukkot, and then I see inside TV, 14 inch, yeah, DVD, computer, laptop with internet, a lot of pictures on the wall, sofa, you know, cigarettes. I told him, what is it? So we arrive here, me and my friend, it's belong to us. Yeah, just every few days, just to, uh, looking for, uh, you know, something in the internet, uh, show, to see a movie, smoking a little bit, and then uh, we continue for our life. But don't tell to anyone. <laughs> now he's uh, married, he's already 25 years old, he's a uh, nice guy. I, I like him very much. This is the mitzvah dance. 
you see what they are doing. Uh, this is Boyan Hasidut in Bnei Brak. The Kala, the bride, stay, uh, stood here with, with uh, uh, the, she holds the gartel. What is gartel in Yiddish? It's long scarf, okay? It's wrote on the long, uh, right on the long scarf, Lesameach uh, Hatan Vekala, happy with the Kala and groom, okay? And they all the, the second uh, side, and they dancing beside her, not in front of her. You see, they are not looking to her. And she is looking to, for them. She stood like, like a sculpture, she stood like that, and they are dancing and dancing and don't uh, look at it. It starts only at midnight, and after 30 minutes, there is a break, okay? Five minutes break, and then another people going to dance until five, six o'clock in the morning. It's amazing, and she's always stood like that. And who can, who can uh, dance in front of her? Of, who can dance? Her father or her grandfather. He can dance until five centimeters, Merchak Negia. It's very close to her, yeah? Very close to the bride. And she look at him. When, she, when he is dancing in front of her, she needs to cry. Why is she crying? <laughs> no, why she is crying? Someone know? It's she, yeah, she's the first she's the first day that she's not going back to her parents' home. Okay? This is the reason that she needs to cry. It's called in Hebrew Kalabochia. She needs to cry. Yeah. When uh, the father or the grandfather need to uh, dance uh, in front of her. And there is a front bench beside her. You see the front bench? Who sits in the front bench? Who is it? The mother, mother-in-law, and no, this is the matchmaker. She's sitting in the front bench. She waiting for her cash. Okay. <laughs> same wedding, same wedding during the break. Around three o'clock in the morning. Three o'clock in the morning. Okay. You see what's going on. The bride are very tired. She's yawning, yeah, the children sleeping already. Three o'clock in the morning, what you can say, and what, you can see the matchmaker? She's like Paris, you know Shimon Paris? Shimon Paris, still 87, is uh, very serious. Tomorrow, what is tomorrow? Tu Bishvat, yeah. If you will be in Israel tomorrow, go to Toldos Aaron, Tish Tu Bishvat. Tish, it's a huge meal. That's it's a tish. It's in a Yiddish. If you translate this to Hebrew, it's a it's a table. Okay, but when they say tish, it's it's mean that they are doing a huge meal with all the Hasidu together, and they are just a, you see the Admor sit here in the front of the table, and he is blessing every one of the Hasiduk in the in the a middle of the dish and then they, are, they eat all the fruits. You see, it's a long, long uh, table uh, during Tu Bishvat, Tish Tu Bishvat. What is it? Purim, yes, Purim. It's very nice in Purim. Why, why it's very nice for photographer? Because they are drunk. <laughs> All of them drunk. They can they are not recognize you, they're just drinking and you can do whatever you want. You can come with a secular uh, dress, nobody cares about you. Okay? They invite me to their uh, homes and it's very nice 
because uh, they are doing something different in their homes, it's, uh, you know, they are just open, okay? And this is what you can see in one of the, in one of the uh, apartment. Uh, there is also here a, a picture, yes, Rachel, a cry of their, uh, of their sons, and it's uh, they back to uh, their border, okay? And these guys are playing between them, I don't, I don't want to say what they are doing, <laughs> and this also playing, and this is looking to the watch with Aleph Bet Gimel, like ABC, it's very unusual watch. Yeah, you have one like that? Well, it's amazing. You can sell it. What is doing this Purim? Uh, yes, Purim, this is the, not the real noise, don't think it's the real noise. It's real noise. Uh, just ask for a Maot Purim, Dme Purim, it's they ask for money. It's a mitzvah to give money for children and to give money for uh, a poor people yeah, in, in the Western world. And this is, uh, this is soldier, Israeli soldiers. This also in one of the apartments. Uh, I just uh, bumped into a family in the street in Masharim. I followed them. And I saw that they are holding Mishloach Manot. Mishloach Manot, it's a basket with uh, good things inside, with candies. This is the basket, you see. And I follow them. It's also a mitzvah to bring Mishloach Manot, to bring this basket. Everyone gives to their family, their friends. And uh, after a few seconds, a few minutes when I followed them, I saw, I saw that they're just going inside one of the apartments. I tried to go inside. You know, in Purim, you can be a chutzpah. You know what is chutzpah? Yeah, chutzpah, it's uh, because they are all drunk, you also uh, can be a drunk. And then uh, they just uh, lock the door. I move a few steps uh, to the right side and saw a window in my, in my face. And I look on the window and I saw the, uh, the grandfather. And he looked at me and I took my cameras, I raised with my camera, I signed him that I want to come in. And then he signed me, okay, come, come. I went to the, to the door, they opened me the door, and then he asked me, yes, who are you? I told him that I'm a photographer, my name is Gilly, and this and that. And then he asked me, you know, I saw his eyes follow all my body, and he asked me, you are a Jewish? Oh. I told him, yes, I'm a Jewish. And you are a Shomer Mitzvot, keep Mitzvot? I told him, eh, a little. He asked me, what is a little? <laughs> and I didn't know what to tell him, and then he asked me, what is the main mitzvah in Purim, you know? I told him, yes. I said, okay, what is it? To drink wine. I said, oh, you're Jewish. Yes, I'm Jewish. Okay, come, 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 come. Close to me. I, I arrived close to him, and then he said to me, listen, I give you a permission to shoot picture in my house, okay? But in two conditions. told him, okay, what? First condition, you need to drink glass of wine. It's okay? Yes, no problem, I will drink. The second condition, it's a little bit complicated. I told him, okay, what? Said to him, just promise me that from now in the, on the future, you will keep Shabbat. I told him, I will try. He asked me, you will try? Told him, yes, I will try. So, okay, okay, come, come here. Then he gives me a glass of wine and I shoot picture. I shoot around 30 minutes and all my picture was nothing. I, I, because all of them look at me, it looks like a wedding. I don't like, uh, you know, pictures oh, that the people, yeah, they're smiling yeah. and they, it's not a picture. And uh, you know, if someone here shoot picture, he feel when he, when he has the good picture, okay? 
when he has the good picture. And then I decided after 30 minutes that I'm going out because you know I'm, I'm bothered them. It's not fair to boo. You see the house, small house in Masharim, very old house. And I decided to go. And after a few seconds, I saw that from the other room, the grandmother arrived. This is the first time that I see the grandmother. I didn't know about her. And then she arrived, and then they dance for her and sing to her. And all my attention, all our, their attention moved to her. And then I shoot around two minutes. I saw that I have the picture. And this is the picture that you see. Is that boy yes, yes, yes. This, if this guy is married, no, no, he's not married. Yeah, after the bar mitzvah, he got the first one. After the bar mitzvah, in the bar mitzvah, he got the first one, and the second one, the one of expensive, from the bride side, and during the wedding. This also in Purim, you can see Purim here, the together men and women, and he's drunk, dancing in the street. Very funny. Very funny. This is Breslav Hasidut. I don't uh, need to explain what they are doing. <laughs> yeah, they just uh, drunk, yeah. You, will, you need to be very careful there because sometimes they can do a lot of things. Okay, what you, it's another flat, another apartment here in Masharim. They invite me to this apartment and usually what they are doing, they, this is a big rabbi. They arrive here to just get a blessing from him. Uh, they read with him to the Megillah, Megillah Tester, some of them. And uh, I look on the, this girl, uh, Little Red Riding Hood, you see? Yeah, yeah it's very nice. I, she's, you know, cute. And then I, I start taking picture, and after a few seconds, I just heard boom inside the room. And I didn't know what happened. I moved back with my camera, and I saw that near the, near the girl, one of the guys stood here. You see his stomach? And on his shoulder, he took his son on his shoulders, okay? And he was drunk, he fell down. You see the shoes? The, yeah, you see the feet here? And he fell down on this, on this, uh, you know, uh, yes, okay? And they don't care about him. And he tried to save him and he didn't succeed. And they are, don't, doesn't care about the guys that fall down. Yeah, yeah, they are, <laughs> arrive to get their blessing. Yeah, this is a Mesibat Chumash, it's a party, the party called Chumash. They, they are five years old, all these children in the header, okay, in the header. They just uh, celebrate when they, uh, when they bring them, the five uh, uh, Torah, the long Moses Torah, Chumshe Torah, five, uh, five books of uh, Moses, okay. And they, they know how to read. It's amazing to see because they are, uh, they are uh, going to Heather in three, when they are three uh, years, and they just know to read and uh, also to write. And everyone going to the podium, give his speech about, uh, uh, the, about the Bible, about Vaikra. It's the, not Bereshit, it's Vaikra. It's one of the books. Uh, it's amazing to see this. I took this picture la only last year. I wait. I wait for this picture eight years to get permission. And you think I got permission? No. 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 I, just, uh, I just have one of my tippers that is teacher in this header. 
this Hasidut, okay? And he told me, come, come, maybe I will arrange you something, and then I arrived, and I shoot picture, and they said, okay, 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 it's okay, but I didn't get their permission. I just showed, the pic showed them the picture, and they liked the picture, and said, okay, okay. And, and they stood in front of the audience. The audience is their families. It's a huge celebration. Here it's a Birkat Hama. You heard about Birkat Hama? What is Birkat Hama? It's a very rare mitzvah. It's one of the uh, very unique. Every 28 years, okay, they just they believe they the Jew the it's belong to the Judaism. They believe that every 28 years the sun arrives to the same place during the creation. It's uh, very rare, and uh, and this is a, a Hasidut. It's called a Hasidut. It's Karlin Stolin Hasidut. Okay, they are also in Masharim, and they invite me. They invite me to shoot the picture because it's unusual. Because they want that they to keep the picture to to put in their archive. I asked them why. They said, Yeah, yeah, we have archive. We want to show to our grandchildren because it's every 28 years, and we uh, invite you, and we want the picture. And it's very unusual because it's forbidden to take picture and they invite me. And then uh, when I arrived, I saw that they put these sunglasses. It's called Mitzvah Nedira, Birkat Hama. It's very rare mitzvah. Birkat Hama, uh, 2009. Okay, Tafshin Samech Tet in Hebrew. And uh, they put only the, when they are uh, gazing uh, at the sun uh, during the sunrise. Okay? And it looks like that in the morning, five. 30 in the morning in the roof of the Hasidut. This thick picture I took in the Dead Sea in, uh, in between, between the times. What is between the times? In Hebrew it's Ben Azmanim. It's in August between Tisha B'Av. Okay, you know about Tisha B'Av? Tisha B'Av to Rosh Hashanah. There is a two weeks. There is a vacation for the Hasidut from the yeshiva, from the school, everywhere. And there, then they are going out to celebrate in the natural park, in the zoo, in the safari, in the, in the beach, in the pool, everywhere. And then it's nice to take a picture of them. And one of the day, I just went to the Dead Sea. There is a, a, a separation beach, okay? And there is a, a day for men and then for women. And this is the day for men. And I arrived there and I saw this guy and uh, I shoot picture inside, he's floating on the, on the water <laughs> in the Dead Sea. And then he saw that I'm a little bit laughing and he asked me, why are you laughing on me? I told him, no, I'm not laughing. And then he said, I will explain you. I'm, I'm working, you know, I'm working. I'm orthodox, but I'm working. I'm a, a truck driver. And I arrived today, I have a long trip from Elat, Elat is very far, to Jerusalem. And I knew that today it's a, a, a day that uh, the beach open for men. And I decided to take a break, it's 38 degrees, very hot today. And I just tried to find if I have a swimsuit. And I found only this vest in my car. You know this vest that's your... And I did a swimsuit and then, don't laugh on me. This is in Achula Valley, Gamon Achula, if you heard about it, is in northern Israel. This is the first time that I take a picture of a couple that she is riding on a bicycle. It's, it's uh, very unusual to see a, a woman riding on a bicycle. And I like this picture because you can see that he is uh, wearing a helmet and she is... 
This is the question. We have uh, time? We have time? Five more minutes. Five more? Okay. This also, in a beach, during the, between the times, Ben Asmanim in Hebrew. Okay, they are, you see how uh, he dressed? Very unusual. Oh my goodness. What is it? Funeral, yes. Funeral, that's Rav Kaduri. You heard about Kaduri? Kaduri is a big rabbi that belonged to Shas, to Kabbalah. He died uh, six years ago in 2006. It was a huge funeral. Around 50,000 people arrived to the funeral. And uh, he belonged to the Kabbalah, okay? I shoot pictures of the audience, of the crowd, yeah, during the, during the funeral. And I saw that a few people stood near me. They belong to Fox and CNN and BBC, and they are colleagues. And I asked them, what you are doing here? What, it's so interesting in the world? And said, why, you didn't hear? Said, what, something happened? Said, yes. The, uh, uh, Esther Quinn need to arrive here. I told them, who? Esther Quinn. Someone know who is Esther Quinn? Madonna. Madonna, she met him because she's belonged to the Kabbalah. She met him a year ago when someone told someone uh, told the rumor that she need to be she participate in the funeral, wow. but she wasn't there. Just was a rumor. <laughs> this is in Vishnitz. Uh, two years ago, during uh, Sukkot, uh, the uh, Arona Kodesh, where all the Torah scroll, eleven Torah scroll, just uh, burned, and uh, it was a fire. Uh, inside Arona Kodesh, and uh, they just after the uh, after Sukkot, they took all the Torah scroll, okay? They put them in the clay pots, and they did a huge funeral. Yeah, they cover it with pressure. It's a huge funeral during 12 hours. Around 100,000 people arrived to the funeral, and they buried the the, uh, the Torah scroll in the cemetery. What is it? Someone know? This is special man. Uh, this is guy that's belong to Breslev Hasidut. He's covered his eyes with the black, okay, and he's walking on the street like that. Why he's walking on the street? Only outdoor, not indoor. He covered his eyes because he said that it's a, it's a special man about a change. He want to change his his life and forget what happened to him when he was secular and what it was when he did this lot of things with women when he was secular. This is the reason that now is when he's going outside, he's just covering his eyes. He put this for three years. Three years he's walking like that, out, only outside, okay? He is going to the Samuel tomb near Jerusalem. You see that someone helped him. There is a hand here. Someone just helped him to, to walk because he doesn't want to look at women, okay? This is the reason, the special amend. This is during the Lebanon war. I met a few guys that belong to Chabad. You heard about Chabad, yeah? It's uh, very famous. And then uh, they arrived to the border with Lebanon. I covered the, uh, I covered the war. And then I saw that they sneak inside one of the units and they gave them candies and sandwiches and uh, you know uh, drinks and they took out a few markers and put music and put marker took markers yeah and they just with the soldiers write few blessing to uh, Nasrallah 
You know about Nasrallah? Who is Nasrallah? The, the leader of the Hezbollah. The leader of the Hezbollah is one of the guy, bad guys. They write for him a lot of blessing. It's not a real blessing. I don't really didn't tell you what is it. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and then it was, uh, you know, a siren, and then uh, the soldier ran to the artillery, and they just uh, shell to Lebanon, and you see they just locked their uh, hers. Oh, wow. This is in the beach in Atania. It's in, uh, belong to Hasidut uh, Tzanz, Tzanz Hasidut. Uh, they are just arrived to the Hasidut. They are from Tereya, these two teenagers. They arrived to do, um, one of them, a, a, a matchmaker with uh, this Hasidut, and they just playing in the beach. Uh, this is guy doing the ritual bath. This is in Israel, yeah? And they ask him if I can take a picture, and they agree, I shoot a picture. It's in the mountain near Jerusalem. And what I can uh, tell you a story about this picture, uh, I did a, I made a lecture uh, seven months ago eight months ago, in, during a seminar of uh, female uh, uh, teachers that belong to, uh, uh, to the Orthodox. Very Orthodox, ultra-Orthodox, okay? In the, end of the, in the end of the lecture, the, one of the teacher, ultra-Orthodox teacher, female teacher, arrived to me and said to me, listen, Gilly, I want to ask you a question. She took me to the side, and then he asked me, this thing, Gilly, this guy that's doing the ritual bath, the tvila, in the green place. Do you have his number? <laughs> I told her, why you need his number? I said, I don't know, maybe he's a single. I'm, I'm looking for, you know, maybe do a mitzvah for me. I told her, I'm sorry, I didn't took his number, but I promise you that next time that I will shoot uh, people that's doing a ritual bath, I will take the, the, the phone number. And uh, these young uh, people, uh, children, uh, belong to Vizhnitz. What they are doing here, it's, uh, they, they uh, arrive to the field to, to see how the, their parents doing the harvest. They cut the, uh, the harvest before Shavuot, okay? It's uh, amazing to see that they prepare, they just doing the harvest to a matzah mura to, to uh, unleavened bread. For, they started this 10 months before a Passover, and uh, and they look on their parents, and their parents look like that. You see, it's uh, looks like the Amish, no? Yeah. Look like the Amish, yeah, very similar to the Amish. You see, they just uh, cut their doing the uh, harvest with. It's uh, it's uh, amazing to see. This is between Jerusalem uh, to uh, to Tel Aviv. Okay, in this picture, I will finish. Now it's time to. Uh, for questions, okay? Yeah, we have, we, I know it's gone late, so I thank you all for saying it's very yeah. interesting. Um, I think what we'll do is uh, we'll, t we'll take a few quick questions, and then um, um, Gil will stay here and sign books. So let's take just a few quick questions. Okay. Does anybody have any questions? Okay, we go one, two, three. Okay. On, the, um, on the picture that you took that was three seconds that was blurred, did you use a tripod on that picture? No, we can't use tripod. No tripod. Uh, just uh, can't just stop your breathing. Yeah. Yeah. Very steady. Yeah. 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 You sent your camera for motion, yeah. too. You can okay. send your camera. Yes. Tell us again, how many years were you preparing this? Ten. Ten years. 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 Till uh, 2001. 
Yeah. When, did you, when did you publish the book? When I published it? Four months ago. In September, in the, uh, five months ago. Are people buying it in Israel? Yeah. The yeah. both sides, also the Orthodox and also secular. And it was amazing to see that the people very interesting about this book because it's, uh, it's unusual to see what they are doing uh, in the daily life. And are you selling any of these uh, prints? The prints? Yeah, sometimes I'm selling, yeah. People ask that I will uh, print. How, how, how would you buy that? Uh, just need to, uh, or to call, or to just re write me an email and uh, be in touch with me, and uh, it just depends what, which size they want, right. with signature, without signature, with number, no number. Okay. There's one more question. Yeah. Okay. Um, did this, all the time that you spent with the Haredim change you in any way? Yeah, for sure they changed me because uh, they changed my opinion about them. Because in the in beginning I was very, you know, uh, negative. Because all the seculars, uh, it was be it was a, lot, a big, huge wall between uh, the secular and, and the orthodox. And now I understood that they are they are like me, exactly like me. And they, I I love them. They are uh, they are uh, amazing because you when you see when you meet them and you see that they are regular people. That's uh, also joking and doing and invite and very warm people, and uh, you can do something you know for all, the, all to tell something about all the Haredim, all the Hasidim, okay? And I, I change completely my opinion about them, and also uh, I, me in my house also I a little bit change, you know? I I I I arrive from a, a it's called a traditional house, okay? Let's say they're not keeping keep Shabbat, but they separate between milk and meat, and doing kiddush, and I have a, a, you know I'm doing bar mitzvah to my sons, and I doing I put mezuzah and everything. I'm going to the synagogue, and when I told them this, they was surprised. They were surprised because they thought that I'm secular, I'm going, I'm not doing anything. And then they respect me also, and I, I explain them that most of the uh, the secular in Israel are doing this. They're going sometimes to synagogue, going to Yom Kippur. Uh, they are uh, put mezuzah. They are doing bar mitzvah. They are uh, uh, they are doing things, and they didn't uh, know you about need, this. You need to do a book of the secular life. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. maybe <laughs> I need to do a book. Yes, the last okay, question. Last question. Okay. Did you tweak any of your photos with Photoshop? No, no, I can't. It's I'm a I'm a documentary photographer. I can't uh, I can't play. And then you won an award. One of your photos won a very big award, right? Yes, with the bulldozer. Yeah, just uh, this picture won, and they uh, choose uh, in 2010, in end of 2010, they choose 100 picture. Uh, that's uh, the picture of the decade, and they choose only one picture from Israel and they choose the picture from the bulldozer. And it, for me it was very, you know, a huge surprise because I asked them, why you choose this picture? Because it was a lot of things in Israel during the 10 years. There it was a, a war, a Gaza, disengagement, a, a Shalit, you know, a, the, this guy that's kidnapped, a lot of things that happened in Israel. And they said, no, this is Israel. I asked them, why it, is it Israel? It's, they said to me, it's Israel because Israel is a small country. They don't have a, a place on the map, okay? And you change, Israel change all over the world. And this is exactly like them in the picture. That's one guy uh, uh, change all, uh, uh, all Israel, he stopped the bulldozer and then they change. It's like David and Goliath.
Thank you very much. We'll give a pleasure to you.